It's time for the Stock Car Show on the Performance Motorsports Network. Powered by the staff at Race Chaser Online. Your motorsports, your way, every day. And now, here's your host, Tom Baker. Let's talk racing as the Stock Car Show gets underway for another Monday evening here on the Performance Motorsports Network hand spreaker. My name is Tom Baker, and I am joined in the Race Chaser studios here in Mooresville, North Carolina by Jacob Seelman from Speed Sport and uh, Randy Miller over there behind the glass punching buttons and he will be joining in as well as we carry on with conversation throughout the show and Chris Murdoch handling the video capabilities quite suitably. Uh, we, we are going to be joined as we progress with this show. We're going to be joined by Minnie Tyrell at... Uh, 7:30, and Minnie is going to have some conversation about the Cars Tour opening show coming up at Southern National Motorsports Park here in North Carolina this weekend, and um, he'll also talk a little bit about uh, other things he's got going on this season. So uh, we got a lot to get to. Unfortunately, I always it's always a bummer when you have to start with some bad news, but we do try to start the show with what's what's in the news today in the sport, and unfortunately the the big news story of the day is not a good one. Tanner Thorson, uh, who many know uh, from the open wheel side of things, dirt track side of things, but uh, has also spent uh, some time here lately in NASCAR running in the truck series, was in a major automobile accident. And um, definitely, uh, I mean, I, this is one of those scenarios where you say, you look at the pictures and you say, well, thank God, you know, he's still with us, Jacob. But, um, you know, he's got some broken bones and certainly uh, banged himself up quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and good evening, everybody. This obviously is not how you want to start a show, as you referenced right off the top. But uh, the good news is you're correct that Tanner is expected to heal and make a full recovery. It's just going to take a little bit yeah. a while. Uh, and the reports that we've gotten today from California Highway Patrol were that he was drowsy at the wheel, uh, didn't slow in enough time in a construction zone, and the front end of his truck ended up in the back end of a milk truck. But uh, as you mentioned, a, a lot of pictures from the, the Sacramento NBC affiliate out there uh, showing that Tanner's indeed extremely fortunate to uh, to not be hurt any worse than he is. Uh, I'm briefly talked to his parents earlier today for uh, the report that we put on Speed Sport, and uh, you know they confirmed that uh, they were en route to the hospital and that Tanner was scheduled for surgery. Uh, it's about all we know at this point, but you know the good news is again that it seems to at least you know the Highway Patrol report referenced that the injuries are not life threatening for Tanner, which obviously is very good. You know, the bad news, of course, is that he's likely going to have to sit out of the race car for a little while. But, you know, race cars are there to come back to. Uh, it's a whole lot harder to put people back yeah. together. So, yeah, it really uh, is. You know, I, I think we just all take this as a reminder of how quickly not just things in the sport can change, but things in life can yeah, happen absolutely. and change in a hurry and, uh, you know, offer best wishes for Tanner on uh, as quick a recovery as he can make here. Uh, you know, 
was scheduled to race the Shamrock Classic uh, for USAC Midgets up in Decoin, where I'm going to be this weekend. Uh, obviously, that will uh, will not happen, and we'll have to wait. But uh, had spent a lot of time last year in the Truck Series, made I think 11 Truck Series starts yep. last year for Young's Motorsports, and uh, you know I think we hope to see him at some point back on the NASCAR side. But he had kind of turned his focus back to the USAC Trail this year, and was yep. going to run for the title with. Uh, with Clyde Lamar, and now uh, more than likely those title hopes will be uh, will be somewhat dashed, at least for this year. Yeah. Um, the passenger in the milk truck, according to the reports that we saw, suffered some minor injuries. So first of all, we just thank the Lord that um, it appears as though in terms of life-threatening injuries, um, there aren't any, um, at least that we understand now. Um, second of all, I think we just uh, are thankful that uh, everybody's as good as they are and that uh, we, we do send our prayers out to Tanner and uh, to the other uh, person who was injured as well. And hopefully all everybody will heal up in good time and we can move on and hopefully mm -hmm. get Tanner back in the racetrack. So um, all the best wishes to Tanner Thorson uh, from th this morning. Uh, we move on with the show now and start to unpack for a little while what uh, took place in Vegas. We're going to violate the traditional rule that what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas because if we, if we obeyed that rule, we wouldn't have much to talk about tonight. Because there um, really wasn't much else that happened this week. No, there really wasn't. Well, there were a few little things we can touch on later in the lightning round, but uh, NASCAR certainly the focus this weekend uh, in Vegas, though I did uh, manage to watch the entirety of the uh, Monster Energy Supercross event from Atlanta as well, and just some amazing uh, driving going on in that. We'll touch on that later, too. Uh, but anyway, back to Vegas, and we'll start with, I guess, just an overall discussion on the, on the cup side. I'm going to start with a question. We'll throw it around the table. I'll start with Randy Miller. Over on the production side of the tech shed, Randy, was this race better than you expected, what you expected, or worse than you expected, in your opinion? Well, I mean, coming coming off of, you know, Atlanta, knowing that we were going to a track where the, the, the package changed a little bit again, we were actually, I mean, you're pretty much starting at zero. Like, you have no idea what to expect. Based on previous races at Vegas, and, and I actually... <laughs> interacted with some people on, on a post that NASCAR and NBC posted uh, earlier today when Joey was, was talking about how it was you know, good to be able to win or whatever, and yeah. a lot of people on there, Tom, yourself included, also made some comments about you know what we thought about the product, and it, it rattled some brains, um, and, and, but I, I don't take it back. Basically what I said was, because it's, it, it's crazy, because you know, no matter what NASCAR does, obviously people are not going to be happy about the product, no matter what. Um, and obviously NASCAR can't please 33 million people or how many people watch the sport. Um, but the vast majority is what they're trying to please. And it, it, no, it never fails no matter what happens. Somebody always has an opinion about how bad the, the sport is or how horrible the race was or whatever. But from my perspective, you know, having watched previous years in Vegas, the, the racing sucked i mean it, it was a horrible race a boring race for most of the most of the time and i don't know what people want i mean you got the, the we we saw almost the same a similar finish to what we saw last week with atlanta where you know another 500 feet and brad keselowski may have won the race um but it, it was close racing you know yes they they lapped half the field but i mean you know this race last year they probably would have lapped the entire field so i i don't know what 
most NASCAR fans want. Me being somebody who's watched it my entire life, uh, we're going in the right direction. And and I, if we keep going the way we're going, the races later in the year will be just as exciting as we want them to be. Jacob? <laughs> the way you worded your question, it's kind of a trick question. Well, I thought it was a pretty simple question. Either you le- you thought it was better than you expected it was going to be, it was basically what you expected it to be, or it wasn't as good. Which which is it for you? It's a combina- It's a combination of two. It was better than I hoped it would be, but it was also exactly what I expected it would be. I'll explain. <laughs> Please do. But it was better than I hoped because it didn't. It, it actually was somewhat entertaining. However, it was exactly what I expected it to be in the, in, in the landscape of everybody who thought we were going to get pack racing. I wanted to, like, shake them and go, come on, listen, nobody ever promised you pack racing. You just somewhere along the way believed that that was what you were going to get. No, that's not what this was meant to do. It was meant to get the cars closer together, yes. It was meant to make passing easier, yes. Now, that is questionable whether that actually got accomplished if you ask some drivers, but oh, wait a minute. numbers don't lie. Uh, anyway. Okay, there, because I was, was going to say the stat boy isn't going to, you're going to pick this there. one time not to do stats? Oh, no, I'm getting Because the stats sell the product here. I'm, ge- I'm getting there, trust okay. me. It, it, we only it, got two and a half minutes. I know. It was not meant to be pack racing. So in that retros- in that respect, it was exactly what I expected it to be because I expected them eventually to string out somewhat, and they did. However, it was better than last year. Again, numbers don't lie. Last year we had nine, count them, that many, nine green flag passes for the lead in 267 laps. This year we had 47 Correct. green flag passes for the lead. In 267 laps. That is more than 500% better than 2018 in the spring. And we had almost a 50% increase in total green flag passes for position throughout the entire 400 miles. That would be almost a 1,000 for those of you wanting a better... It was like 2,300 and change to 3,300 and yes, change. Yes, it was almost a 1,000. Yes. So and, and now, granted... That does include green flag pit stops. However, every every year that we've counted that stat, it also includes green flag pit right. stops. And last year, we had a couple rounds of green flag pit stops, too. So you're comparing apples to apples here. This was a better race, but I loved that at the end of it, Steve O'Donnell said, were we encouraged? Yes. But do we realize we have a lot more to do yet? Absolutely. And that, to me, says that for once, NASCAR's not being complacent. And I like that. Well, and I've got about a minute with mine. And I'm going to say that I, I thought it was far better than I expected. And yet, it was extremely boring. And I'm going to tell you why it was. We all got tricked into thinking that just because we make the cars closer, somehow this is going to be a better race. We didn't have any caution flags. So this is why we lap most of the field. This is why all of those stats about the cars that got lapped and all of that are very misleading because we didn't have any caution flags to close the field. A couple I, years I'm ago, g- we didn't have any caution flags either. Well, I don't want to hear it. I, I will finish... My analyzation of this, when we come back from break, you're listening to the Stock Car Show, presented, oh, by the way, 
by mycomputercareer.edu and HMS Motorsport. The leaders in motorsport safety will be right back. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, I'm Tyler Reddick, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. We'll talk about Tyler Reddick here in a yes, little while. Yes, let's. Um, but uh, we're talking cup right now, and I posed a question in our last segment, in case you're just joining us. I posed the question to the group here, Jacob Seelman, Randy Miller, uh, of course, and myself, Tom Baker, as to whether we thought the race was, the cup race, was better than we expected what we expected or not as good as we expected. And I'll recap my analysis beginning from the last segment so I can kind of unconfuse a few people who I know are thinking, well, you you think it was boring because there were no cautions. No, 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 no. Hang on. Here's the deal. 
anybody who thinks this race was boring and didn't have any passing is full of bull because as Jacob pointed out in the last segment, there were almost a thousand more total passes and there were about 38 more passes for the lead than there were a year ago in the same race. So obviously there was way more passing. Here's why it felt boring. And this is why I said it was better than I expected. And yet it, it seemed boring. We didn't have any caution flags. So what happens here is the further you go into a run, obviously the cars are going to spread out just a little bit, but not nearly as much as they have in the past. And there's not as much racing. And then you get toward the end of the stage and everybody steps it up again in a little bit because everybody wants stage points. So here's the whole thing that I look at with this situation. I think we have two issues in NASCAR that we're going to start talking more about as we get further into the season, because this package is going to solve the problem of the field spreading out as much as it used to. It's going to keep everybody at least a little bit closer, I believe. Here are the two problems we're going to be, here are the two things we're going to be talking about. Number one, the races are too doggone long, okay? This is going to really expose the fact that with the cars as good as they are now, and as drivable as they are now, with as few cautions as we usually have, and as few blown motors, and as few issues we usually have, the races are just too long. We need to shorten the races. Number two, we're going to be, we're going to start talking about the fact that, okay, now we got a package that seems to be uh, apt to keep the, the, the cars a little closer, but they're still too good. So how do you make them less good? Let me tell you. You get rid of the stupid splitter. You raise the ride height and get the front ends up off the ground so that now the cars don't grip the track. The cars don't, don't, it's not as much about error. You're getting back to mechanical grip again. Make the cars much harder to drive because right now they're just, it, it, it's, it's really difficult to spin a car out. Oh yeah, okay, if somebody messes with your air, why should it be that? I want people to spin out because, frankly, they just ran out of talent going into two. And see, that's this, what I want. This is the problem that we have. And somebody, I saw this Twitter discussion in the final 50 laps yesterday. Somebody made the comment, "There has to be a caution before the end of this, right?" And our friend Matt Weaver from Auto Week uh, so eloquently pointed out, as only Matt can. Keep dreaming. These cars are planted. Yeah, and that's the problem. Too much downforce. Yeah. When you lower the horsepower, it makes them easier to drive. Exactly. You aren't going to spin a car out by yourself with this package. And that's, uh, I feel like that's going to lead to even more of what we saw on Sunday, which is other than the stage breaks, you're not going to see natural cautions very much, if at all, unless somebody does what, Cole Custer did to Brandon Jones in the Xfinity race, but we can talk about that later. <laughs> I was going to say, we, we can deal with that later, but yeah, it's, yeah. It, I just think that's the biggest problem, guys. I think I think the races are too long, and I think you're going to see that we're going to start talking about the splitters more and more because this, this exposed the idea that we can actually keep the cars closer, obviously less horsepower, and you know, just making them the way that they are now, you're going to keep the field a little closer 
Um, what was uh, it re- Todd Gordon's stat was was very telling here. I think he, I think it was the the leader was what six seconds. Roughly, I think Harvick was roughly six seconds gone at the end of the race a year ago. A year ago, and and, and the top Sunday, four were the top the, four were within two. two seconds. Yeah, so it was definitely much closer, Randy. And I I just think what this will do, if nothing else, is it will start exposing, just like peeling layers of an onion. You're going to start seeing, okay, well, here's where we need to work next. And I think distance, distances of races, and I think the, the whole splitter thing, um, is, they're, they're going to be the for, a, a part of the forefront of the discussion as we get into the later part of this season. Randy, do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And there's been a lot of talk. I've heard rumors and stories and people, you know, making gossip about, you know, what, what would happen in 2021 when, you know, when the, the yeah. schedule gets completely, you know, supposedly uprooted and, and redone and all that. And, and there's a lot of things that, you know, will have to happen in order for that stuff to, to, to go on. But this will give NASCAR, you know, at least a year and a half or so to actually think, okay, you know, we've got the we've got some of the other technical stuff worked out. Let's work on some of the the television stuff and work on you know the viewership kind of thing, um, and get more people interested in the sport. Because you know, having somebody who you know go, goes to the races all the time or are used to go at least to Texas all the time, Vegas and, and California and Michigan and, and those the cookie cutter tracks, my air quotes, um, are, are the kind of tracks where if you don't see the caution flag, even sitting in the stands, you get you know you get restless, you get tired, yeah. you get you know. I just want to go home. I just want this day to end. You know, why can't it rain? Whatever. Hmm. Um, and and that's that's kind of the way it is. You know, these, these people spend why you know can't two, rain? three, four, five hundred dollars. Yeah, I mean, I whatever. never pray Snow, for rain. I don't care. Tornado, whatever. Um, but <laughs> you know, these the people spend a lot of money to take their family to the, to races. Yeah. They want entertainment, but more so, they want you know a, maybe a shorter day so that they're not outside or they're not yeah you know out with their family for you know. And it's eight, a tough thing a because I I think if I mean, I don't think there's a way to make racing a mile and a half track so incredibly exciting that no. everybody goes, ooh, ah, this is great. Leave them the distance. I, I think there's there's just we've hit the point where we've we we can't and we also can't make the cars so bad. I don't think at this point that, you know, we we can leave the distances. I, I just think there's we've hit kind of hit the proverbial wall to where the, the cars are just like you said, they're planted and. Even if you mess up the front ends and make them a little bit looser and and uh, less stable, you can't go back to complete boxes for bodies like we used no. to have in the 70s and 80s. So because, and the reason somebody will say, well, why can't you? Well, here's why. And this is also, I, I'll address the, the horsepower issue too. Don't blame NASCAR for the bodies and don't blame NASCAR for the horsepower. Here's why. Go look at your street car. Your street cars are now round, egg-shaped, you know, flying saucers, and your you, you, the motors in them are no longer big V8 gas guzzlers unless you're Correct. driving an F-150, okay? Um, all of the, even the bigger cars, like, they all have lower horsepower, much more efficient motors, and the manufacturers are pushing NASCAR to go more in that direction, because th- then they can again use the racing to start innovating for your streetcar, you Absolutely. see. Absolutely. So if you really want to see cars that look like what we had in the 70s or 80s and you want to see motors that are, you know, 900 horsepower again, well, don't bother NASCAR. They can't do anything about that. Let's, let's go and, and knock on the doors at Chevy, Ford, and whoever else 
and Toyota and whatever, and let's get them to start making the streetcars look like that again, because this is the whole purpose of the Gen 7 now, and the talk of new motor and whatever is to again bring it closer to what's actually on the street. Ding. So you can like or dislike that that's where it's going, but just understand that the source of your problem is not NASCAR in Daytona Beach. It's the manufacturers who are doing this, and that's what's uh, leading the charge and here. So, Can you really blame them? I mean, I, once upon a time, NASCAR was simply that, a way to evaluate and, and for the showroom. Right. Well, and that's, you know, again... Um, you got to be careful what you wish for, because that's all we've heard about. Right, Randy, as fans, they need to be more like the streetcars again. They need to be more with on Sunday drive, you know, buy it on Monday. Well, guess what? You know, that's where we're going. And that's why we have lower horsepower motors. Um, and, and so what we have to do is we have to find a way to make the race car a little bit less perfect and find a way to make them harder to drive so that we do see the guys on the ragged edge again. I didn't get the sense that anybody was on the ragged edge at all Heck in the cup no. race. No. Except for when they got in just the right position with somebody else's air, and then the, the, the cars got squirrely. So, you know, it's... It, or Kyle Busch went four wide because he was mad <laughs> well, because he sped. Yeah, <clears throat> um, that too. But, I mean, that's really where we're at right now with this. So, you know, for me, I thought it was better. It just... I also dozed off in the first part of the first segment. Well, um, yeah, because Kevin Harvick left by six seconds. Well, and, and it wasn't, well, I was also really tired, but, but I mean, it just, it, it, those long, when everybody starts spreading out, nobody's racing, you get tricked into going, well, this is really boring. Well, there's actually a lot of passing going on. You're just not watching all of it. Or not seeing it because right. well, the I just said, television not coverage is not you can Well, you can't be. show 40 cars at the same time. No, you so. can't, but you can pick and choose sometimes some better things than just focusing on the lead two or three yeah. cars all day, which is a whole nother discussion that we can have at a later point because everybody was complaining about Fo the Fox broadcast on, and has been for the last couple weeks. Yeah, uh, we can we can get to that because I have some thoughts on that too, or at least thoughts on the people who are complaining. Um, we've got about a minute left in this segment, so rather than get into any other topics, what I'm going to say is if any of you who are listening to or watching this show – Want to have a debate with us? Well, here's how you do it. Okay, at Race Chaser Media on Facebook, on Twitter, or go to Instagram and send some sort of a picture and put a little text there Keep and say clean. hi to Keep us. Keep it clean. But, uh, yeah, follow us uh, on all of those, those sources and, of course, our YouTube channel as well um at race chaser media it, it also all of our shows are backlogged back cataloged on there if you missed any uh, and if you want to just listen to them you can go to spreaker go to uh, go to well just go to spreaker is probably the best way to go um just download the spreaker app or um you know if you've got an android phone we have our own app for spreaker race chaser radio is what you want to do with that with that we will be back around the turn we're going to talk xfinity and we're going to talk truck we're going to have all kinds of conversation but of course first we're going to talk to mini tyrell and that's coming up in a moment here on the stock car show presented by hms motorsport the leaders in motorsport safety 
Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schrope Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, is a lung disease that robs people of their ability to breathe. As many as 24 million Americans suffer from COPD, also known as chronic bronchitis or emphysema, and half of them don't know they have the disease. If you or someone you love is over 35 and has smoked more than 100 cigarettes in their lifetime, visit driveforcopd.org and take the screener, then take that to your doctor. I'm Jeff Stoltz, and I drive for COPD. Hi, I'm John Holloman, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show. Presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsports safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. If you have any type of a need for driver safety gear, radios, just about anything you could imagine along that line, 
HMS Motorsport, not only the experts in what they sell, but experts in the industry, period. They will give you the right advice and sell you only the right equipment for your particular situation. So go to HMSMotorsport.com and check them out and tell them that the folks from Race Chaser Radio sent you. And with that, we go to the uh, Race Chaser phone line and... We have a chat with Minnie Tyrell as we welcome Minnie back to the program. I think the second time Minnie's been on with us. And we're really excited about having Minnie back again because, one, he's an amazing orator for 14 years old. Um, but, two, he's just a nice kid. So we like talking to him. Minnie, welcome back to hey, the show. Hang on. There's a third reason. Oh, there is? What's yeah. the third one? Well, he's kind of running in a big race this well, weekend. Well, yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> Minnie, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, it's good to have you back. I think the last time you had to skip out of a restaurant while your family was eating dinner. Hopefully this time uh, we got you in a little bit more comfortable place where you can relax and chill with us for a while. Yeah, absolutely. No, we're good right now. Okay. So first of all, um, let's start with the current. You are uh, starting a full season run, your first full season run with the Cars Tour uh, this coming weekend at Southern National Motorsports Park in Kennelly, North Carolina. And I know that you're excited about this, probably for a couple of reasons. One, because it's your first full season running with the Cars Tour, and especially being a part of their Touring 12 um, commitment program. But also because you have a win at Southern National, so this is a track that you're pretty comfortable with. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, we had a win in a limited late model there two years ago. And, uh, you know, that really kind of boosts my confidence that much more uh, going into this one, especially because we ran the uh, Thanksgiving Classic in the late model division uh, on Thanksgiving last year. So and we did very well in that. Um, unfortunately, we had a part failure in the rear end, which uh, caused us to be loose all weekend. But we qualified top 10 right ninth, and, uh, you know, held our own for a little bit until uh, the car finally gave out. Many going into a weekend like you're about to embark on you talk about the positive experience from the thanksgiving classic i mean how how big of a confidence builder is that for you just from a standpoint of knowing hey we can go out and do this on a bigger bigger stage yeah no absolutely um i think just being able to you know obviously this is the car store is you're running against the best of the best drivers and uh in the business period and you're going to go up against the best of the best equipment and drivers at the same time. And there's going to be a lot of big teams there. Um, so w once I ran there with uh, the same amount of guys and the same kind of competition um, as the Thanksgiving Classic, obviously you're missing a few drivers who are very good also who are in the Cars Tour. Um, and we ran really well, which, I, you know, really says, you know, hey, you know, we can do this. You know, we've got a great car. We got a great team and uh, also, uh, you know, boost my confidence a little bit to get out there and even do well. What did you find from your experience at Kenley? What makes the track unique? What challenged you? You know, what were your impressions overall of the racetrack? I love, I love race, uh, the uh, Kenley. I think I've said this multiple times. It's probably one of my favorite racetracks to race at, and if not my favorite, um, I really think it's just, the, uh, the quickness of the place, um, I mean, obviously it's not the fastest racetrack, but the banking, you really do feel like you're, uh, you're just touching the brake and right back to the throttle. So it's very, it's very quick, and uh, I really like the way the turn 
um, kind of feels when you come off and you really lay down on that gas. It's really cool. Well, you've got an opportunity here, obviously, for a full season run for a championship in the Cars Tour, and I guess Rookie of the Year, too, right? Because you've only made one or two other starts for the series. Yes, sir. Yeah, so uh, basically two big honors there, and um, this will be the first time, I think, probably in, what, two years, three years, that you've actually run for a championship. Yes, sir. It'll be, uh, I believe it's the second year we or maybe even three. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not, don't even know, but yeah, we'll be able to run for a championship this year, and Obviously, not also at um, one particular track. We'll be going over and getting experience at multiple different tracks that I've not yet been to. Um, so I've been to Kenley, South Boston, Carteret County, Shenandoah Speedway, things like that. Um, I'll be able to run Dominion Raceway in a late model. I've never run that in a late model car, but I've been to the racetrack and running in a uh, USAC midget car. So I'll be a little familiar with that place and also, the road course that they are uh, introducing this year is going to be really fun. I know everybody's kind of excited that the road course isn't a it, it isn't a points race, just because it, it's it's would seem to be a little bit of a wild card. But that's got to be exciting for you, knowing that it's really a level playing field, because it's not just you that doesn't know what to expect. Nobody knows what to expect with that. No, absolutely. No, it's it's going to be completely different. Um, Obviously, going to new racetracks and exploring with late model cars on these racetracks, um, you know, it's nobody's going to know what really to have the car set up to. Um, I don't think there's going to be a car that rolls off the trailer is going to be super great or, you know, obviously very fast. So yeah. um, it's going to be a learning experience for, I mean, every single one of our drivers. So we're all back in the, our uh, our learning states of uh, the racetrack. I know another big thing for you going into this Cars Tour title run is the fact that you were picked as one of the the touring 12 drivers for for this year and especially as a rookie your age that's got to be a really big honor for you and for your team no absolutely i think uh it's a it's a very big accomplishment as as myself in my career um obviously to be able to be accepted um with many different drivers who are are very experienced and and well known across the industry um i think it's it's going to be a great uh experience for our team this year I would love to do it again in the next season and uh, obviously continue being a part of the 2012 and representing the Cars Tour. Well, I, I, I know that uh, there's probably a pretty good chance you could do that, I think. Uh, you've talked about uh, how many good teams there are, but you've got a good team of your own behind you. Talk about <laughs> the effort that you guys are putting in and who you got working for you because you've got a crew chief who has a whole lot of knowledge. <laughs> Oh yeah, absolutely. No, I I, uh, I wouldn't be standing here without my team uh, to this day. I've got you know my my car chief uh, Dan Givens and my crew chief Brandon Butler, obviously my dad and my parents who who work very hard for us. Uh, we I could go through the whole list. We have a ton of crew members that uh, volunteer their time to come out and support me. But um, no, absolutely, Brandon Butler is very experienced. He knows what to do when he gets to the racetrack and. Um, I, I've worked very well with him and uh, these guys, my dad, my, my myself, and and Dan, and our electrician has been working on our trailer to get it ready for, you know, this past, you know, couple of weeks. They've been staying up till midnight and, I mean, absolutely working their tail off. And I tell you what, I, I cannot be standing where I am and been to the racetrack without these guys. 
Well, I know that uh, all of them really work hard for you, but uh, you've worked pretty hard yourself for a while. You started racing late models at nine years old, right? <laughs> How does that even happen, Minnie? Well, well, uh, I, I actually wouldn't even probably be racing uh, late models right now currently without uh, Sam Beatty. He was, uh, I was over at his house, and this is how the story was, and um, I was bush hogging his lawn, and I, I knew Sam from previous ways, and I was just over hanging out, and, you know, Sam's a really good guy. I love, I would go over and hang out with him many times, and, um, really cool, nice, but, uh, so I was bush hogging his yard, and the, the old 81 car was sitting in the garage, and, you know, had the layer of dust on it, and I looked at him, and I said, hey, when, when am I putting this car out on the racetrack? I want to drive it, and he goes, you know what? Bring, bring me a seat, we'll put you in it, and, uh, you know, I was like, oh, you might be serious, and he's like, all right, well, when are we going? So we drive to the Butler Bill in North Carolina, and we go down there, and, you know, we build the seats, we got one made, and we went out and tested in that, and uh, so I think that was, that was where it all started, was just performing in a say of 80's yard. And saying, hey, when am I driving that? <laughs> I don't know what's uh, more remarkable, Jacob, the fact that uh, he started racing a late model at nine years old or the fact he was actually bush hogging someone's yard at nine years old. <laughs> both. Maybe yeah. both. Both. I, I mean, that's uh, what were you bush hogging someone's yard at nine years old? What's that all about? Oh, I don't know. I go over there all the time to Sam's and help him out. Because um, <laughs> the man does so much for us. You know, all I, at least I could do is mow his grass. All you listeners out there, there's a hardworking kid for you. I wonder how many other uh, kids listening to this show, even at uh, 15 or 16, actually, bush hog or mowing the yard, let alone nine years old. Exactly. So you, uh, you you ran a full season, I think, at 10, right, at Shenandoah? Is that, that yes, sir, we ran yeah. a full season. We had the uh, the car rebuilt um, through that over that winter when I was nine, and I turned 10, and we ran a full season and uh, started out back almost every single race, and tried to get as much learning experience as I have as I can and we came out and we finished second in the points in our first you know running series and we got uh two wins wow at 10 years old amazing okay we're gonna we're gonna just ask Minnie to hang on we'll let him go finish bush hogging a yard and we're gonna step aside <laughs> when we come back we're gonna talk more with Minnie Tyrell as the stock car show continues here on performance motorsports network and Spreaker. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, 
BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Tyler Dipple and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. I'll let Tom dance. Yeah, I mean you got to dipple when you know when it's time. That was that was Tyler Dipple. It's dippling. I'm That's tired. What we do here. <laughs> I, I'm tired, so you'll excuse me <sighs> if I don't dipple. No fun. You didn't dipple a couple of weeks ago either. You're just no fun anymore, Jacob. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com, and uh, apparently presented by Dippling, which we'll uh, talk more about later. We'll teach. Uh, We'll, we'll teach Minnie Tyrell how to dibble when, when he finally gets down here and gets in the studio with us for a show. Welcome back, Minnie, and uh, talking a little bit about what's going on with you this year on the Cars Tour. And then we, we were kind of into your background a little bit. You started at age 10 or age 9 and then ran a full season at age 10. Um, you know, I guess it's probably fair to say you didn't really hit your stride till you were, oh, uh, what, 12? Uh <laughs> I guess you could say that. Yeah, I guess that's when we started uh, kind of venturing out and getting getting really into it. But, uh, does it ever seem really strange to you that you've always been about uh, four to 30 years behind all the rest of the drivers in age on the track and yet running up front with them? Oh, no. I mean, you know, I look at it as, as like I look at everybody else and uh, we're all 3,100 pounds in a stock car, and I feel like uh, no matter what my age is, I think you should treat me uh, absolutely how you treat any other driver on the racetrack. Um, and I'm not going to race anybody dirty. I'll always race them clean and with respect, and that's how I want to be raced. Well, uh, you probably got a lot more weight on your race car than many of them to get to that 3,100 pounds, right? Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely a talented driver. So I want to talk a little bit about um, – some off-track things here for you real quick um of course you've always been um excited and really committed to the idea of fundraising through uh what Minnie's mission um and that's had a lot to do with uh childhood and pediatric cancers right and then um now with your association with race face brand development um friends of Jacqueline has become a very important part of what you're doing and the rest of the race face drivers are doing as well. Um, 
what can you tell us about Friends of Jacqueline? No, absolutely. Friends of Jacqueline is a nonprofit organization where uh, what happens is it's about improving the quality of life for children. Um, What happens is all the money doesn't go directly to uh, pediatric research. It goes to getting the children out to a a sports team. Um, So hold on, let me... Let me pause and go back. So Friends of Jacqueline was created because Jacqueline, who was the star of the show, had brain tumors, and she was in the hospital, and she got paired up with a lacrosse team, and they took care of her, and she became, you know, almost like the the mascot or the, the cheer-on kind of person and has been to many games with that lacrosse team. So what happened is now her father created and her created the Friends of Jacqueline Foundation, where they pair a sick child with a sports team or, let's say, whatever their interest is. Um, it could be anything, like a monster truck driver, dirt bike, you know, whatever. Um, so what they do is they take the child, they give them a, a special weekend with the sports team, they get to show them all around. And uh, so Race Face is partnering with uh, the Friends of Jacqueline Foundation this year to improve the quality of life for children who are sick. And you're actually, each of you drivers... Um, are going to actually adopt uh, a child. Is that correct? And and that's kind of your child, your family that you're going to be working with and caring about. Yes, sir. Uh, sorry about that. Anyway, the dogs are going <laughs> crazy. But, um, yes, yeah, so each driver in race face is going to be adopting a child. And what we're going to do is we're going to take the child and uh, – you know, obviously give them, invite them to races, do special things with them. Um, I obviously get to see the race car and things like that. But um, the child doesn't just get one weekend or, you know, one thing with the team or, or with the drivers. Um, they become a lifetime friend. They become yeah. like a brother or a sister to um, them. So, you know, obviously exchange phone numbers, you get phone calls, text messages back and forth. It's not just a one-time thing. You're now attached to that child for life. Um, And obviously, you take care of them. Um, And obviously, I can't wait. I hosted Tyler Bloom at Richmond and still talk to him to this day and will forever be a lifetime friend of mine. Um, So, uh, you know, I think uh, it's very cool. I love that all of the race face drivers are in on this program and uh, excited to do this because I feel like it's – it needs to be done, and uh, it's very, uh, very important that a, a sick child gets to go out and do these things. Yeah, that's that's just awesome for for the the children and their families. Um, and what's cool is, you know, there's enough of you that. Uh, are, are going to be kind of working together on this. Uh, Race Face can have a major impact, I think, on this program. And um, all of you drivers will get to kind of work um, in conjunction with each other to support each other's kids. So it'll really be like one big family um, as, you know, as it builds. So that's a that's an awesome program. It is really an amazing um, foundation. If, if uh, anyone out there would like to know more about friends of Jacqueline um they can uh, look that up and go to their website and check it out and of course um you know you've got an opportunity for them to donate as well um in conjunction with your particular part of the program right Minnie? yes sir um obviously i encourage you to go and go to the friends of Jacqueline website and uh, or you can go to my website and look at go to the um the the bone rubber tab i believe it is and then you can go to 
the friends of Jacqueline and read all about it. And I really do encourage you guys to go out and, and watch the HBO interviews with Jacqueline and Dennis. It will really give you a, uh, an insight on what the Friends of Jacqueline Foundation is and how it, uh, and how it goes in effect. Actually brought a tear to my eye, Jacob, when I started reading about mm-hmm. this. It's really there are so many really awesome charities and foundations out there, but this one is just amazing. There really are, it. and I just you know my I just wanted to add the little tidbit that it's not just on the short track side that this initiative has been promoted lately. Uh, you know through Minnie's Association and through Race Face Brand Development, but the Friends of Jacqueline Foundation actually has been featured in the first three truck races yeah. this year Timothy with uh, Nice Motorsports. Yeah, and Timothy Peters driving yep. the 44 truck so yep. it, it's really gained a lot of nationwide steam and you know just great to see what that whole program is doing right now yeah it's amazing it just um you see the kids and and just read about their situations and it just makes you count your blessings um it really is an amazing program okay um so let's get back to the racing for a little bit uh, mini with you and talk a little bit about going forward now you've run on as you said you've run on some of the tracks that the cars tour is going to be competing on this year but you haven't run on all of them is there a particular track that you have not run on that the cars tour is going to be racing at that you're particularly looking forward to going and racing other than you mentioned the road course at uh, dominion which i'm sure is going to be quite a trip um (laughs) is there another track that you're really excited about that you have not been to yet yeah absolutely i think uh good old hickory motor speedway Uh, i've heard a lot about that place i've never been there in person um, I, I watched the videos on the, on the cars and how they get around there. Um, and, and we're very excited to go and try it out. I hear that it's, it's, uh, it's pretty bumpy, so uh, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Hopefully I get some advice here from, uh, from some different drivers on, you know, what line to take and things like that. So, But they're looking up to it. Uh, I know it's been around for a while and uh, very excited. One of the legendary places that they run and also for the throwback cars. I'm also excited to do that this year. Yeah, we don't want you to give away any secrets uh, before it's time. Yeah. But, uh, I'm sure you guys will plan a really cool throwback. And that race that they do, the Cars Tour does at Hickory every year, is just awesome. And the the, uh, the throwback paint scheme, similar to what the Cup Series does at Darlington. Hickory is mm-hmm. definitely a cool track, Benny. You'll love it. Both corners are late apex corners, and it's just it's a good old-fashioned driver's racetrack. It takes a lot of driver talent to get around it. It's not all about horsepower like some of the bigger tracks are that you'll run. Yes, sir. That's uh, that's what makes it unique. I love that. The driver's racetrack. Yep, sure is. So, okay. So when you look over, overall at what you got coming up this year, aside from the Cars Tour, what other plans do you have for racing? Where can we expect to see many Tyrell when he's not running a Cars Tour race? Yeah, so uh, I believe we're going to try to run maybe some Dominion Raceway racing on the off weekends awesome. of the Cars love Tour. Love that place. Um, yeah, so obviously uh, uh, that's not a guaranteed yet. I'm not for sure on that, but I know we're going to try to get down there um, and obviously just stay in the seat on the off weekends. Um, you're definitely going to see us at Martinsville Speedway this year and obviously the probably the Myrtle Beach 400 down there and uh, the beach. And, um, again, at the Classics, which we, uh, I'll probably continue to do every year. We love that race. Um, so, and obviously there's some different uh, – Money races. I know the big, uh, the big money race that the Cars Tour is putting on. Um, aside from a points race, obviously it is the Cars Tour, but uh, very excited to run some of those. Well, I, I think the biggest 
money race that's going to get thrown around here is the one that's coming up at Orange County, yeah. the 30 grand to win Old North State Nationals. That one's going to be, I'll put it like that. Yes, sir. As Ed Sullivan yeah, used to say, we'll it's, it's going to be a really big shoe uh, coming up uh, at Orange County, and I'm sure there will be a ton of competition at that one. Uh, and you talked about some of the most historic races in NASCAR late model racing, especially Martinsville, the Valley Star Credit mm -hmm. Union 300, always um, a tough one. You were there last year, right, Minnie? It was kind of a kind of a rough outing, I think, for you, wasn't it? Yes, sir. We uh, we we got we qualified. I want to say somewhere in the 40s, but uh, we uh, I think we just messed up there a little bit on our setup and engine combo. Um, but um, other than that, we we had a we had a decent weekend. It wasn't that terrible, but. Uh, yeah, we got there. I got to, you know, get a lot of practice in and uh, a lot of laps around it and look at the racetrack. And then uh, it was very cool. Uh, we qualified, and then obviously, unfortunately, I uh, got wrecked out in the heat race. Yeah. Uh, coming off of turn four, the cars had wrecked, and um, the car in front of me had just slowed down a little bit too much, and I couldn't see off the wall. Unfortunately, it popped the radiator and horns. Mm. Well... I'll tell you what, uh, it's a, that's a tough show to make, and it's an even tougher one to finish. So I know you'll go yes, back this sir. year and give it another try. So you've got a lot of people that help you make things happen here. So I uh, want to give you a chance to give some shout-outs before we let you go. Yes, sir, absolutely. So uh, obviously the Friends of Jacqueline Foundation this year for uh, coming aboard and partnering with us is obviously number one. And then obviously my whole crew, uh, Brandon Butler, Dan Givens, my father, um, everybody comes out and helps us. My mother, of course, she does a lot for me. Um, and obviously, you know, all the sponsors, uh, we got Castro Edge, and um, everybody who's, who's surrounding us this year is very awesome. If it wasn't for your mother, you wouldn't be here right now. You realize that, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Mother, mom always is uh, the first person I wake up and, and kiss uh, goodbye to, obviously, dad, too. Everybody <laughs> always, everybody always looks at the camera. All you, all the athletes go, "Hi, Dad!" And uh, you know, it's <laughs> like, "What about Mom?" I mean, you know, she had a little bit to do with this too. Well, um, it's always, it's always a blast to have you on, Minnie. And uh, you know what? If you win over the weekend, uh, you'll be right back with us next Monday. So uh, that should be some great incentive for you. All right. Well, I appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you so much. <laughs> have a good one, Minnie. Good luck this week. And that's Minnie Tyrell. And we are going to step aside. We've got more of the Stock Car Show coming up right after these words. Stick around. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up! You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. 
no problem and no excuses because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Timmy Salamito, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Guess what, guess what, guess what, guess what, guess what? Are we going to throw a modified race somewhere so I can, because like Salamita just reminded me about modified. It's got me all excited. Next Saturday. We're going to throw a modified race at Myrtle Beach. That's right. It is next week. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's awesome. The NASCAR wheel and modified tour season opener at Myrtle Beach Speedway in South Carolina. And that will be on fanschoice.tv. I thank you so much, Fans Choice and NASCAR and whoever else is responsible for finally coming to the conclusion that you ought to put all of the K&N and modified shows on fanschoice.tv so we all can watch mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm, I just, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. not everybody can get to the racetrack all the time. And Correct. those series deserve the opportunity for people to watch those things live. And some of them are great races. Yes. And I'm sure Myrtle Beach will be one of them. Everyone, everyone's freaking out about how, you know, worrying that if you put all these shows on fanschoice.tv, it'll hurt the attendance at the racetrack. And I don't believe that's the case at all. These are tours with very passionate fan bases. Yeah. And I believe those who are going to show up at the racetrack are going to show up at the racetrack. This is about expanding the fan base and making it possible for a bigger fan fan base yeah. to take in the Modifieds, to take in the K&N Pro Series East and West and understand what makes those series great. And I I hope at some point during this second hour we're at, we're going to talk about the K&N race in Las Vegas as well because you want to talk about a thrilling night of competition. We had a Thursday night date at the dirt track at Las Vegas that had three feature events and featured not one, not two, but three last lap passes. Yeah, it was definitely a big improvement, Randy. I thought um, the K&N race was this year in terms of track conditions over yeah, last year. Last year was absolutely embarrassing, and this year it actually was a fairly raceable track. Of course, it helps that you're uh, running there with the World of Outlaws too, but Haley Deegan just showed them the short way around, at least for a lap, and it was the only lap she needed to lead. That's, that's very true. It's, al- it's always great to have a woman driver, you know, visit victory yep. lane. It's even better to always see NASCAR-type cars on dirt, and I wish that NASCAR would do it. NASCAR, NASCAR, not trucks. NASCAR, NASCAR, and Xfinity, which we, we might get around to that, you know, someday, but... 
mean, I, I feel like Eldora is the best race in the truck. NASCAR, series. NASCAR. <laughs> well, you're wrong. Which, I was, was going to say. Background. Was, oh. To which series does that refer? Does that Would the Xfinity be NASCAR, NASCAR? NASCAR, NASCAR, And yes. then the cup, NASCAR, NASCAR, NASCAR? Is yes. that how it works? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you so. add a NASCAR for every division. <laughs> so we want all the NASCARs on dirt so, is what so you're saying. So K&N doesn't get a NASCAR. K&N doesn't get a NASCAR. Oh. One NASCAR. Oh. Ouch. Pretty soon ARCA will have a NASCAR. That is very true. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> they just won't call it NASCAR. Kind of like IMSA doesn't call it NASCAR. It's still IMSA. But yeah. yeah. No, let's make it NARCA and we'll all be happy. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it was, that was actually a, it was a good race, and it was good to see Haley win. And I think it pretty much cements the fact that uh, Haley is going to be one to reckon with throughout the season. She obviously is more comfortable on dirt. Because that seems, you know, where she comes from. But um, she did win a race on the pavement last year. And I think she'll win at least one or two this year in the K&M Pro Series West as well. And she got out of that win, she got, and I don't know if this was because of the win or it just was coincidental in timing, but she's going to get to, what, six ARCA starts, I think it, uh, I think it is, with Venturini Motorsports, something like that? It was appropriate timing. This deal was already put together, and I, I actually want to unpack a few things here, but I'll start with what you mentioned. The ARCA deal with Venturini is not solely an ARCA deal with Venturini. There's actually one additional race in that seven-race package yeah. that's the K&N Pro Series race right. in August at Bristol Motor Speedway. But this deal was put together as a combination between her current partners with Monster Energy and IK9 and Extreme Concepts, which has done a lot with Toyota, with Joe Gibbs Racing, with Toyota Racing Development over the past couple of months and really started to expand their footprint. And yes, they're going to team up uh, with Haley to, in addition to that K&N race I mentioned at Bristol, to run a half dozen ARCA races with Venturini Motorsports this year that's going to start at Toledo Speedway uh, in uh, just getting ready to go into that summer stretch. And she'll also run a couple of other historic short tracks and then add a mile and a half start or two later in the year when she is uh, eligible and old enough to do that. That as well, but Haley's run was interesting. Much like her first KNN West victory a year ago, she only led the last lap. Yeah, <laughs> and but unlike her win from last fall, she did not do it by moving the leader out of the way. Rather, she took the uh, fortuitous move of being able to get to the inside of Jagger Jones when a lap car screwed Jones' entry up into turns one and two on the final lap and washed him way up the racetrack and brought it back to the line despite a sock from Jagger who yeah. tried to get her back. Um, but th this was big on a lot of fronts. For Haley, I think it was a big confidence booster to show that she can go out and contend to win this championship. I believe the focus has been on her Bill McAnally teammate, Derek Krause, uh, and, and rightly so. Derek's done a lot of great things last year, and especially in his debut in the Truck Series, and I feel like was kind of the favorite going into this. But and I think he still is a favorite. I think he still is, but I think Haley certainly uh, made sure to remind everybody that he's not the only Right. favorite this year and I think that's really big I think this was big for Jagger Jones too to show that he could contend and run up front very quickly with Sunrise Ford and Bob Brunkati for those who are wondering Jones yes Jagger is the grandson of uh Parnelli Indy 500 winner Parnelli Jones um, son of son PJ of yeah. yep 
uh, so third generation there. But for Haley to go back to this, uh, she also made a bit of history over the week or, or over last week as well. She is the first ever female points leader in any NASCAR sanctioned series, national or regional touring in the his, in the seventy two year history of the sport. Well, there haven't been. Too t- many no, females that have true. competed in a situation to be in the points lead. And I don't, I'm not trying to diminish right. it. I'm just simply pointing out that no, there, there wasn't, a, wasn't a wide array of... Right. But the thing that's interesting about Haley is, number one, she has... She has charisma. She has mm-hmm. a personality. She has the she star She really power. does. I loved listening to her... Uh, uh, when they brought her in the booth for a little bit of practice, the Xfinity Series practice, on Friday afternoon, she's got spunk. But she also has talent. Yes, she does. She and, and I think probably bigger than all of that, and more important than all of that, everyone that I know who knows Haley and is around her in that racing environment says that she also is a real student of the sport. She wants to know what the cars are doing, how they work, all of that sort of thing. She's really trying to to learn and absorb as opposed to just getting in and driving. And I think that's really important. Absolutely. In her stage of the game. And so, you know, I hope that she is able to continue that progression. Mm -hmm. Of course, right now, she's in a situation where, you know, she's got probably the best equipment in, Absolutely. In, in that in her part of the sport with no disrespect meant to any of the other teams involved but um as she grows obviously that all kind of equals out so mm-hmm. you know the fact that she really does want to learn how the cars work the setups all of that part of it that's what you need to to, to know and understand in order to be successful at the top levels um and especially because she does not come from the circle track background, right? Like Derek Krause does, or you know, some of the other right. drivers, even her background. Um, yeah, she, she, racing. yes. So again, she's adapting to a new environment. And the fact Absolutely. that she's got two wins at this stage of the game, even if one of them is on dirt. In fact, she got two wins this stage of the game, and her her uh, yes. time in the stock car is pretty impressive. Yes, she called the she called the Vegas dirt race, her Daytona 500. That's how much it meant to her to go out and win this race. And now that she's got that, I feel like uh, it's going to be a lot, or at least she's, you know, the pressure's still going to be there, but I feel like that weight is off her shoulders now. She's done the biggest goal that she set out to do. Now the rest of it is just going forward and building off of that, which is a, a very big deal. You mentioned that track conditions were so much better this year than last year. I'm glad that, uh, NASCAR and Las Vegas learned to give and and learned enough to give this a second shot the right way. I yes. felt like it was a very very good race. I felt like a lot of different names impressed me. Not only Jagger Jones, Austin Reed was extremely impressive in that race. I think it's a good sign for KNN West that you had some names we're not used to seeing be able to get up there and do something. Austin's not a dirt guy either, but he went well, out and uh, he did have several dirt races in a winged outlaw cart when he, he was did. over here, though. He did. So it's he does cool. have experience. Yes. It's, I Different think it's cool car, to see him kind of back out west a little yeah. bit where he started sure. and, and finding some success out there as well. So yep. that's good to see. And to kind of put a bow on the whole, at least this well, hang portion. On. Let, me, let me get one other oh, shout okay. out to, to Joey Tanner, who finished yes. third in the uh, 
the JPR entry, Jefferson Pitts Racing entry, he started 15th. Um, you know, didn't uh, have the best luck in his heat race, but which, by the way, thank you for running heat races. Can we please do this like everywhere? Um, that I, I think that was really a, a cool drive that he made from 15th to 3rd. We're going to have him on our Motorsports Madness show on Thursday. Heat races um, are a dirt from thing. Him. We're not going to do it everywhere. We should do it everywhere. It would be much more fun, especially compared to the qualifying we had last week. It was silly. Yeah, well. But anyways, uh, so go ahead yeah, and put your bow. we got about a minute. Uh, right. I just want to put a bow on this portion of the discussion by saying, Dear Las Vegas Motor Speedway, you got it right. Yes. Because – Yep. Five straight days of racing with the world of, you know, and Thursday especially to see the world of outlaws, NASCAR K&M Pro Series, and USAC non-wing sprint cars all on the same card on the same night at the same track was badass in my book. I loved it to see two days on the dirt track lead straight into trucks, Xfinity, and Cup. I wish more tracks had the capability to do something Charlotte, like what Las Charlotte, Vegas did. Charlotte, in do May, it. Charlotte, please <clears throat> do it. Dear Charlotte, please do it in May. <clears throat> we'll be back yes, with more please. of the Stock Car Show presented by our good friends at HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety, and by my, mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Back around the turn. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. 
Hi, I'm Dylan Bassett, and you're listening to Race Talk on Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports. Is this the part where we mention that his brother has an Xfinity ride That's this weekend? That's a great idea. Why don't we talk about that Let's real quick? Let's talk about that real Ronnie quick. Ronnie Bassett, who, uh, for those of you not from this particular area of the country, the Bassett brothers, Ronnie and Dylan, kind of grew up racing Legends car, Bandolero's Legends cars up into the late models, and then eventually to NASCAR's K&M Pro East, Pro Series East, um, with their own family team, and... Uh, had some success in K&N, but um, they had a fire uh, a couple of years back that set them back while they did rebuild and eventually return. But um, they are now out of it, and both brothers are working for DGM Racing, DGM Mario, Mario Goslin's Racing. I'll let you say that because I yep. would have said DGR. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, DGM Racing and Ronnie going to get a chance to drive for that team at ISM raceway in phoenix um and that's pretty exciting making mm-hmm. his xfinity series debut ronnie's the older of the two brothers yes um nicknamed bulldog i don't know if he's yes still. and and, and we'll i'll always call him bulldog yes and both both brothers as a matter of fact are uh working for mario on dgm racing they've been helping out josh williams at that team for yes. a, a good portion of last season into this year but uh, Ronnie, as you mentioned, going to get his shot in the number 90 car, the second DGM racing car um, this weekend at ISM Raceway, uh, the the jewel in the desert, as they've taken to calling it. Um, good grief, I was looking at some pictures between the new media center and all the improvements they've made in the infield. And oh, yeah. With flipping the track, that place is nice. ISM has really put a lot a- a- into their sp- their partnership with the Speedway and, of course, the Speedway doing a lot on its own as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you've been out there but not for a year or two, you should go back because you probably won't recognize the place. It is radical, the changes that have been made there. Absolutely. Really state-of-the-art, lots of video opportunities, that kind of thing. Um, Just a a really cool place, it looks like. So uh, I think everybody's in for a treat. Mm-hmm. Um, with the the upcoming weekend, um, want to kind of transition to the Xfinity series from that uh, I was starting say, point. Let us talk Xfinity. Yeah, and I mean, I think everybody picked Kyle Busch the minute we knew he was entered <laughs> at well, Vegas. Um, he, he he made it hard on himself. Well. <laughs> I like to look at it as he spotted the rest of the field. And they still Sometimes, couldn't yeah, beat him. Still couldn't beat him because we see this all the time, and we see it in the truck series too. You know, always something happening on pit road in these situations, and it's um, it's almost like, uh, okay, hold my beer, and then he um, – you know, he just blows up through the field and wins. Mm-hmm. John Hunter Nemechek didn't make it easy on him, though. Boy, no. I, th- I thought for just a John, little bit. that John Hunter had a shot at yeah. him on the final, on that uh, double overtime restart. Stayed with him all the way to turn three and just, uh, just could not, at the end of the day, stay with him off the exit of the corner to be side-by-side at the white flag. Yep. But what the telling stat for me in John Hunter's runner-up finish, that's the best finish for that GMS Racing yep. number 23 car in the Xfinity Series since last August at Watkins Glen International with A.J. Allmendinger behind the wheel of that car. And I, I believe that's indicative that this program is going in the right direction, that oh, John Hunter Nemechek is bringing yeah. it a level up, and that 
that team is going to contend for victories going forward. But really, while you're talking about John Hunter Nemechek, you've got to talk about the two guys that really should have been in contention with Kyle Busch to battle for the win, but were eliminated on that first overtime restart because the two guys who really were the show all day were Tyler Reddick and Christopher Bell. Yeah. And up until the, the caution with 12 to go that really set the wheels in motion here, <laughs> they were the only ones within 25 seconds of Kyle Busch. Well, and again, some of that is just the way that the race played out. It was, well, I, I don't want to call it it was that much as it was those three were that much better than the rest of the field. Yeah, but again, not a lot of caution action, not a lot of stuff going on, so the momentum, they just get out and run away and nobody... You just don't have a chance to stop them. But um, Bush, before we let's just run run through the top five here real quick because there's some things right in the top five to talk about. Kyle Bush getting the win. Nima check second. We talked about them. Noah Gregson again benefited from you know the overtime and the couple restarts he did not have necessarily a top five performance all day he was but tree, he was tree wide on the last lap yeah he was he was definitely trying to to get up there and i'm glad to see noah get a top three and austin Dillon finishing fourth in the 10 car for colleague racing and, and his teammate justin haley a top 10 so good to see mm -hmm. both colleague cars and then michael and net you know it, there's a guy that we we didn't spend a lot of time talking about in Atlanta last week after winning Daytona, but, but this boy, was good. he came this out really and good. ran really well at Vegas. And how about hey, Ryan Sieg hey, and Chastain? I have a stat. I have a stat. This is a great Quick. stat. Well, here's the deal. There are two drivers in the first three Xfinity races that have finished in the top 11 in all three races. One of them is Noah Gregson. You want, to, you want to tell me who the other Ross one was? Ross Chastain and Ryan Sieg. No, I said there were two oh, drivers. Oh, I thought there were three. No, Noah Gregson was one. Ryan Sieg was, is the other. And okay. that, to me, is amazingly telling of how big the strides are that RSS Racing has made during the offseason. They picked up, I believe, some of Chip Ganassi's race cars when oh, that Xfinity team went away. And have really, they picked up... Uh, they picked up Shane Wilson, I believe, as Ryan's crew chief okay. as well. As we know, he was, working, he was working with Kaz Grala last year during Kaz's part-time schedule. But I believe Shane is now working with that 39 team. And they have made some just tremendous strides over there. To see that team running well, see Ryan where he is in points, that team is going to be a major threat to make the playoffs. And while we're I talking agree. about small teams making a big impact... I thought Bobby Dodder was going to cry on pit road after the race. Yeah. His two race cars, Ray Black Jr. and Gray Galding, finishing 11th and 12th, right on the fringe of the top 10. That is like that. That is a win for well, SS Greenlight Racing to not only to have one car up there, but to have both cars up there. That was a tremendous showing late in the going. It is, and Randy, this brings up the question. I mean. We're getting slightly picky now because you've got Ross Chastain, who technically is, um, I suppose you could call him a moonlighter, except that he's actually not really he, going for points in Cup. Yes, he's, but, in a, he's going for Xfinity Series right, points. Right, but Randy, if you take Bush and Dylan out, you move everybody up a couple spots, are we starting to see, Randy, a little bit of a changing of the guard in Xfinity to the point where you've got some of these teams like Sieg and, you know, again, Chastain's team with uh, with JD Motorsports. And 
you, know, you just got some, some, some teams like Greenlight that are able to at least run at or inside the top 10 and make things more interesting. Yeah, I mean, this is what we want to see, right? I mean, we want to see, you know, the, the Xfinity, you know, regulars running yeah. out front. That's what we, we all, I think we all pretty much agree that we hate seeing the, the Cup guys, you know, dipping down here and running, especially when you have guys like Kyle Bush that lead every single lap well, most of the time. And, I don't want to make you know, this just but about no, Kyle. I, but, but you're right. For me, I mean, it's, it's, it's any great. Of them. It's great to see. Um, not only, you know, when, when people like Michael Lynette start running better, when, you know, those guys have, have big money and, and big funded teams, but right. the little guys, the, the little mm-hmm. guys, the Ross Chastains, the Ryan yep. Siegs, the, the teams that struggled for several years just to stay in the Xfinity series or even stay afloat um, are now starting to get this top 10, top 10s and starting to, to make the money that they need to go to all these tracks. Because, I mean, you know, if, if this trend that we were seeing would have kept up, we would not be seeing half of these cars probably even on the racetrack right now. I agree. And, so. and so I want to get to Tyler Reddick for a minute because, you know, we talked about when he first announced that he was mm-hmm. leaving Junior Motorsports after winning the championship and going over to Richard Childress Racing. I think we all sort of thought, okay, you need to call Dr. Phil um, because you ain't right. Okay, mm-hmm. well, he goes over to Richard Childress, and all he's yes. done is the same thing or better than what he was doing with Junior Motorsports, and he's he's really a solid contender at this point for the championship again. Newsflash. Anyone who believed that Tyler Reddick was making a mistake going to Richard Childress Racing you are wrong, and you are very wrong, because Tyler Reddick, as you mentioned, has been the thorn in everyone's side yep. the first three weeks of this season. The only reason he didn't get a top finish at Daytona was because the field strung out and nobody could do anything to run side-by-side. Side. Number two, he goes to Atlanta and pressures Christopher Bell all the way to the end. Number three, he comes to Vegas and has a shot at passing Kyle Busch for the win, coming to the white flag of overtime number one, and just oversteps the line a tiny bit and ends up collecting himself and Christopher Bell and a couple others. But nobody let it be said that Tyler Reddick hasn't been going for it 110%. He has been. This championship last November, anyone who wants to say it was a fluke, I feel like the first three weeks of this season show it's absolutely no fluke at all. Tyler Reddick, mark my words, Tyler Reddick will be back in the Final Four in November and def- and have a shot at defending his title. Well, and I'm going to tell you another driver that I think could very well be with him, and that is Brandon Jones. We've seen a different driver this year for, for Joe Gibbs Racing, Randy, in that 19 car. He seems a lot more confident, a lot more comfortable it's almost like he's driving like a Joe Gibbs racing driver now and really feeling comfortable in the car. He's the last two weeks. He's been really fun to watch new crew chief for him as well. Um, and I, I just think it's a different situation now. He's had a year over there and I think Brandon's going to get a win or two before this year's out. Yeah. I mean, it, it takes experience. I mean, it takes seat time. It takes, I mean, any rookie driver will tell you, you know, that their, their main goal the first year is just to get the seat time in and, yep. you know, log laps and not try to wreck the cars and bring them back in one piece. And he did all that last year, this year, you know, it's time to go out and actually show what you can do. And, I mean, you know, Gibbs giving him, you know, some some more help, some more, you know, better crew chief, better crew, whatever, um, better cars, I guess. Yeah. Even, you know, it, it's 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 his 
the the reins have been handed to you now, and it's your time to, to go out and show what you can do, and he's definitely proven he can do it. This is a competitive NASCAR Xfinity Series this year, much more so, I think, that we've seen even in the last couple of years. And I, yes. I, I think uh, I think there's going to be a fun stretch of races coming up for those guys, too, with the tracks they're running. Yes, and I actually want to divert away from the uh, NASCAR Xfinity Series conversation for just a moment before we go to break. And actually, yeah, I've got, I just, in the last 30 seconds to a minute here as this show airs live, have an update on our top story for the oh, evening. Okay. Um, actually, a positive update, I would say, all things considered. Uh, just got a, uh, a release and some news on Tanner Thorson from his crew chief at Tri-C Motorsports, Lee Lindgren. Uh, Tanner is... Out of surgery, uh, had surgery on his arm for a fracture and also has a broken foot. He's going to be out of action for a while, but Lee said he's expected to make wow. a full recovery. And God knows, it could have been so <laughs> much worse. Boy, looking at the pictures, I mean, I understand, you know, that the... The, the truck looked worse because of the fire, but yes. um, goodness gracious, um, thank God, because that whole, like you said, mm -hmm. could have been that much worse. So good for him, and uh, we hope a, a quick recovery for, uh, for Tanner, and um, he can get back to action when he's ready to go. With that, we're going to step aside when we come back more. We've got trucks to talk about. We've got a lot of things to talk about. We're yes. going to talk about pit road a little bit too, because that uh -huh. reared its <laughs> ugly head again at Vegas this weekend. So that's coming up before the show's over as well. You're listening to the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. We'll be right back. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette but not just any corvette it's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes on Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schrope Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. 
With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Harrison Rhodes, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Something about air drumming to Metallica in a dress shirt that just doesn't seem right. I don't know. It's kind of awkward. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety, and also mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life and training more like trucking. Uh, at Las Vegas Motor Speedway last Friday night. And, well, Kyle Busch got the win. But, again, uh, Kyle didn't make it easy on himself, or shall I say the crew didn't. Uh, that was a loose wheel situation. No, Saturday was Oh, loose that was Saturday. Wheel. What yeah. was Friday? Friday was nothing. He ran away and hid on Friday night. I was night. thinking there was a pit road thing on Friday, no. too. I guess not. No, okay. Kyle just embarrassed Kyle, Yeah, Kyle embarrassed him Friday night. It yeah. was Sunday where the speeding... Kyle shot himself in the foot with the speeding penalty, and Saturday it was the loose wheel on the Xfinity car. Uh, and rookie crew chief Ben Bishore got an earful <laughs> after that one. Yeah. But no, fr Friday was as clean a cruise as you can expect in a truck race with Kyle Busch in it. He led 110 of 134 laps and nobody could really touch him save for Brett Moffat who tried with 15 to go and then dirty air and he Kyle did just ran a, away. A, a pit mistake. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Brett definitely. The, and that wasn't even a fault of anybody. Really the air hose just got snagged underneath yeah. the, the rear fender and cost them a ton of time. So to see him rally, to see Matt Crafton rally from damage on lap seven to finish yeah. third, that 88 team I think is final as Crafton said after the race. I think they're finally back in a big way. Well, it it feels like it. Uh, and and Randy, it's been long enough for Matt Crafton. You know, we you, just when you start to think, well, you know, maybe uh, it's time he goes out and rattles off a top three, and actually looks like Matt Crafton in that recovery. Uh, from the early crash on Friday night, and uh, you know we'll see where it goes from here. It's because I picked him a couple of weeks ago to win. Oh, there <laughs> I you gave go. Him the motivation. Gave him, gave him a little I, I boot gave him in the, the bottom. To win. Yeah, no, it's okay. good. It's good to see him. You know, back running out front. I mean, you know, he's he's one of the staples in the truck series. So when he you you don't see him running out front, you're like, where's Matt Crafton at? <laughs> yeah. Um, and last year was just a dismal year for him. So uh, to have him come back, and then all of his teammates are, are running fast too. So I mean. It's not like he's the only, you know, the only one on the Thor Sport team running good. Everybody's running good. So when everybody's running good, everybody's happy. And again, so. this was a, a an interesting, I mean, except for Kyle's part of it, this was an interesting truck series race because you look at fourth Stuart Friesen, fifth Harrison Burton, neither of them necessarily big surprises, but Sheldon Creed finishing up in sixth. And, you know, here's a here's a driver that I think over the course of the season, Jacob, you're just going to see Sheldon get better and better and better yes. and better. And 
if he if he would just dial it back just a little bit, um, I, I think you'd start seeing him race for wins, and I think he'll figure that out as the season goes. Todd Gilliland finishing in seventh and very frustrated um, that he hasn't won a race yet, but you know what? It just isn't easy winning races in the truck series anymore, and I Especially know he's going to get the there. Yeah. yeah, well, that's well, exactly right. But I, I, I struggle with hearing you say he was frustrated because Todd actually said in his post-race interview that he was happy with happier than he's been with with where they've been at the last few weeks he felt like the run they had Friday night was actually a really positive step in the right direction well, for them is yeah he's frustrated with not winning that's what I'm saying but, it's just driving him nuts yeah, that he hasn't been able yeah. to no to I, be up there racing for wins right. and I think I think he he got a little bit of motivation shall we say from kyle after atlanta oh yeah um, you know when when he made a comment about you know uh i have the same stuff he does why is he so fast well experience counts and that's really what you're seeing here kyle bush just he's just 10 times better because he's been racing 10 times longer than you know his his teammates have at this point so you know, it's one of those things where I think Todd will find his way, but, you know, yes. he's just still got some learning to do. Johnny Sauter, an unspectacular eighth. Ryan Reed finished ninth in his debut for uh, DGR Crossley in the 17 truck. Um, an, an okay run for Ryan. At least he was up there in the mix most of the day. And here, here we go again, Ross Chastain. No matter what you put him in, Randy, Ross Chastain runs it in the top 10 or 15. Even the cup car, he's been 15th to 20th here and there. Um, and, and he just gets more out of everything he drives than what it has. Yeah. yeah. We always talk about, you know, Ross Chastain the last few weeks. He's, he's driving in every series and, you know, running up front in every single series. But can we skip down a couple of spots and talk about Natalie Decker in 13th? Yes, I was going to do that. That was a great run for her. I really – and, yes, she was in or around the top 10 most of the day. Mm -hmm. And she really did a good job. And, actually, Anthony Alfredo did too. He didn't get the finish that uh, he deserved, but uh, finishing 18th. But he ran, you know, up in the top five, in the top 10. He was – he did a good job for somebody in his second ever start in a truck. And I think, again, Anthony's a driver that's just going to get better and better. DGR had a good, uh, impressive performance. Yeah, and headlined by a driver who's been out of the seat for the first part of this year but got an opportunity to get back in a truck over the weekend, Ryan Reed, who got a great top 10 finish and was on the lead lap in the 17 truck for uh, for DGR Crosley. It was solid. It was it's quiet. Good steady run. But you're it's right. Steady, it was steady was the yep. Steady's actually yep. a good word to describe it, I think. It wasn't flashy, but it was what Ryan needed, I think, to potentially attract more partners. And I'd like to see him back with DGR Crosley a little bit more later in the year if the right pieces come together for that, because I do feel like that that was a good combination and you know ryan really started to show some of the speed that i feel like had been missing when he was at roush fenway no yeah. di no disrespect to roush fenway mind you because even roush fenway on the cup side looked a whole looked a whole lot better than they have lately over Agreed. the weekend too okay mm -hmm. so now that we've kind of wrapped up the three events i want to go back a little bit because i know it's not our lightning round but i want to i want to do this particular piece now because we have some other things to get to 
Pit Road became an issue again for, in a couple of different ways over the course of the weekend. And what we had was Kyle Busch getting penalized for being, wait for it, and listen carefully, one-tenth of a mile an hour over the pit road speed. Okay. Now, I'm uh, now wait. Don't interrupt me for once. Let me, get, <laughs> let me finish this. One-tenth of a mile an hour. Now, I understand that we have to draw a line somewhere. I get it. But by the same token, you had another pit road penalty happen over the weekend because somebody reached over the box and touched pit road with their hand. Now, look. Here's my two cents on this. I understand NASCAR is trying to keep a level playing field. I understand we have a pit road speed. I understand we have rules. But we, again, we're micromanaging the human element right out of the sport. Being one-tenth of a mile an hour over pit road speed didn't affect Kyle Busch's performance one way or the other and somebody's hand touching pit road didn't affect that driver's pit road pit race performance one way or the other either. There's got to be a point here where we get back to common sense. Okay, I'm going to stop you now on your rant because... I stopped myself. Go ahead. Why, you why, got two minutes. Why are you choosing now to make a big deal over the one-tenth of a mile an hour thing when it's been publicly noted more than once that drivers have been hit for one-tenth or two-tenths of a mile an hour by Steve O'Donnell? The point is, Be the speed, the point is, NASCAR already gives these drivers five miles an hour over the posted speed limit the posted speed limit on oh, the whole weekend 45 miles an hour nascar gives them all the way up to 50.000 if you go over that you deserve to get popped with a penalty period okay so here's here's your homework for the week jacob i want you to put your butt in a stock car or a truck and i want you to go take laps at las vegas and i want you to go and train yourself to be one-tenth of a mile an hour accurate on your pit stops. This, hold on, this is insanity. We, we, I'm sorry. We penal, well, you 50 can be, point, speed limit's 45. He was 50.1. One-tenth of a mile an hour. Are we getting this, folks? I, the, you they cannot, have red lights. You if can you turn argue on all, red lights on your dashboard, you, you get a penalty. You can justify silliness all it's you want. It's not silly. It's the it's, facts. It's be, I don't care about facts at this point. You realize that the pit road speed limit was put in, in, in place as a safety Yes, measure. I do. And I also understand that we now are penalizing pit crew members for being over the wall too soon by a half a second. You cannot judge in your human mind one half of a second. We are to a point where NASCAR is being ridiculously picky about all of this crap. And it's causing drivers to lose races over something that is beyond human recognition. 
You have to allow human beings to be human beings. NASCAR has got 738,000 cameras on pit road now, and we're just exploding penalties everywhere for things that human beings can't process with their minds. And it's taking the racing out of the racing, and we're costing drivers wins because either somebody leaves a tire a half an inch over a line for three or four seconds, or somebody jumps over the wall a quarter of a second too soon, or, or a driver has to make a 90-degree turn from 200 miles an hour down to 50 in one second and one-tenth one of a mile an hour, and, the, and they're popped, and it could cost, if it wasn't Kyle Busch, it would have cost him the race. I'm sorry. You can argue all you want about rules being rules. I am calling NASCAR out and saying if you want fans' butts back in the seats and you want people watching these races on TV, you have to use reasonable common sense and logic to differentiate between keeping pit roads safe and unwittingly interfering in the race by taking a driver off the racetrack for fractions of a second. We got to get this back under control because this is ridiculous what happened over the weekend. I'm sorry. That's how I feel. It's my show. There's my opinion. Feel free to disagree at Race Chaser Tom on Twitter or go to Race Chaser Media and send me hate mail if you want. The bottom line is we're just over the line now. And we're taking the human element out of it. We'll be back with more of the Stock Car Show. It's our lightning round where we usually fight. Back with more right after this. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. 
Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council. Hi, I'm Matt Tift, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show here on the Performance Motorsports Network and on Spreaker as we continue with tonight's program. And, of course, uh, we just got finished disagreeing on speeding on pit road, and we just got finished talking about how NASCAR enforced the rules as they're written. That was not my argument. I fully agree that NASCAR enforced the rules as written. Congratulations to NASCAR for doing that. I just want the rules changed. I want the human element being allowed to be back into this because we've just squished it right out of everything. Okay, as we go forward, I want to talk about two things here in the lightning round. The first thing I want to talk about is the upcoming St. Petersburg race, um, the IndyCar set getting their season opener underway. And you know what? I do I look at the IndyCar roster for this year and I look at the teams and I look at who's go driving where and I look at the situation. Not much change in the cars themselves, except that they're bringing back the, um, what do they call them? The little LED thing where you can yeah, tell the, what- the, uh, the position panel. Position panel, yeah. Yep. They're bringing that. I like that. Dear, dear IndyCar, you know that you are doing the right thing when the biggest change to the cars- from last season is bringing back an led panel um the the reason i say that is because in an era when you know people complain about nascar changing rules every year and car car uh rules and and all of that packages indycar has found a formula and i'm going to tell you this series this is a model jay fry the way he's brought indycar back is as far as i'm concerned this is a model for how you do it and I'm expecting that this year's IndyCar television package with NBC Sports, I'm expecting the competition in all ways. I think this is going to be a huge season for IndyCar. 
I'm not big on St. Pete as a course because generally you don't see a ton of passing and a ton of great racing there, but it's kind of the traditional agree. season opener. Um, so I'm going to get right to here and I'll go around the table. Um, I'll start with Randy because he's over there in the tech shed handling the audio controls. Randy, who wins St. Petersburg? Wow, that's a hard question to to, to answer. I, I I don't I don't really know. I mean, you have to go with the power hitters. So I mean, well, I guess you don't have to. But for me, I I go with the power hitters. I I would say you two know, inch you're, limb. You're, you're Scott Dixon's probably. I would say Scott Dixon. Scott. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I say he defends his championship with a win to begin the season. Scott Dixon. Yes. All right. Well, we know that uh, Chris Murdoch's going with Will Power. Um, that's uh, sort of a wish as much as it is but it's probably a pretty safe pick in all things being considered jacob yes no i think i think chris murdoch is wrong and why 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 is that not a surprise to me (laughs) watch this y'all not only do i think chris murdoch is wrong about willpower i think inherently Chris Murdoch is wrong because I don't believe that any of the Team Penske cars, God bless Roger Penske for being the captain of all motorsports right now. Because, yes, oh, by is. the Boy, way, they... his Mustangs won the Supercars yes, opener in did. Australia as yep. well. However, Roger Penske is not going to be the captain on Sunday in St. Petersburg. You know why? Because the guy who has become the modern era king of St. Petersburg is going to win the season opener for the third year in a row. I'm calling it now. Sebastian Bourdais wins again. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, we have my cohort over here, Jacob, going out on the half-inch limb. That's not a half-inch limb. It's Dale Coyne Racing. <laughs> it's a half-inch limb. No, it's Sebastian not. Sebastian Bourdais is is the hottest hand at St. Pete, and you're right. Um, but, you know, sooner or later, somebody else has got to win it. Um, and I'm actually going to go with Alex Rossi. You're going with the redemption story. Yeah, I'm going with the redemption story. And, and I, I also believe that Alex Rossi, the way that, that last year went for him, if he can even step it up just a notch, Alex Rossi may be your champion. In IndyCar oh, this I year. believe he's very and, capable of being the champion this year. So I he's think he's got to get past at, Scott Dixon to do it, though. Well, that's true. He's got to he's got to start somewhere, and I think he starts with a win at St. Pete. And I love the way that IndyCar, as we go toward the Indy 500 this year. I mean, you're looking at what thirty thirty six to thirty seven. Yeah, 36 to 38. And guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Well, hang on. We haven't even talked about needing Buddy Rice to get there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, but I don't even want to talk about Indy. Like, well, hang I'm just on a minute. Saying. <laughs> and That's it's not Buddy Rice. It's Buddy Lazier. Buddy, Buddy, Lazier, Buddy Rice say. retired Buddy Rice a while has been ago. Retired a while yeah. Ago. Okay. Hang on. I want to go back to St. Pete for a minute because I have a dark horse. Okay. My dark horse, God bless me, this is my limb for the week. My dark horse, not just for a top five finish, but my dark horse to win this race. Get ready, Randy. Colton Herta. Well, I don't know. I, I'm not. I guess that would be a dark horse, but it wasn't. Absolutely, it's it a dark wasn't horse. a. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't as dark of a horse as I thought you may be going you to. You strung it out really, really. Yeah, far. usually when he goes through all that, it's no. 
It's like nobody, the guy in twenty fifth. Nobody's giving the rook. You know, nobody's giving the rook any credit. Colton Herta was second and first in IndyCar spring training a couple weeks ago. He has all the focus on him as much as I hate it for Pato Award, who I doesn't oh. look like is going to be on the grid this weekend. Um, but Colton has the speed. Colton has the talent. Colton has the team. I believe that team will finish top five and have a shot to win the race. But that's why I don't see it as a huge dark horse because Pato Award in the season finale last year made that team look like a winning team. I mean, I, I think that that team legitimately has what it takes to go contend for a win. And so the question becomes... Is Colton Herter ready? And he certainly looked good, as you put it, in spring training. Um, we'll see where it goes. Zach Veach, also impressive in spring training. And I think he's another one. Road course, the road courses seem to be his friend. Um, and I think he's another one for Andretti. And, and, you know, we keep talking about Marco, and then he keeps not producing. <laughs> but yeah. Marco's, the, there's, it's an interesting conversation right now to talk about Marco because Marco has made some statements lately that make me believe that maybe finally this could be a year when we see Marco at least take a step toward being and here's because here's what I've been hearing you hear him talk about how he's far more relaxed this year he's not going to be so worried about you know championships and obviously he's he's there just to win races and he's not putting all this pressure on himself you hear things like that this is not the marco andretti that we're used to hearing from so maybe this year he's finally at a point where he could just go out and race and not be so uptight there are some drivers that you just feel like they almost put too much pressure on themselves and i think Marco just needs to go run races and not worry about it. But I think uh, I, I think that you're right. I think Colton Herdick could be an interesting name to watch in this race. And I actually hope he does well. And the reason why is because we need some new, new names to talk about. And, you know, there's a lot being put into Colton. Yes. There's a lot of money behind him. Steinbrenner's put a lot into him. They basically you know, dump Pato Award because of Colton. Um, you know, this is the guy that Steinbrenner's bet his future on. So Colton needs to go out and he needs to produce. And I think he has the talent to do that. Um, whether we're going to see it in the opening race or not is a different story. But I see about three or four teams this year that, that are, I feel like are almost even Steven right. as we start the season, you know, I think that I don't think you can say this is going to be Penske versus Scott Dixon for the championship. You're going to have no. two or three other teams in, in this as well. I believe it. Hey. Out, and maybe Colton Herta being one of them. Hey, you were talking, by the way, about uh, not even needing uh, Buddy Lazier to get to a full field. Buddy guess, Rice. Buddy Lazier. Guess what? <laughs> it is Buddy not Rich. even. It is not even opening weekend yet, and we already officially have a full field confirmed 33 yep. cars Randy. for the Indianapolis yep. 500, and that's not even counting some of the other efforts that tend to usually be in the works. You expect a third car from A.J. Foyt. You expect potential, you know, you, you always expect a couple more cars out of the Dale Coyne racing stable, yeah. one to two, so there's potentially three more cars. Um, Is the third Ray Hall 
Uh, is that included in the 33? Yes, uh, that is uh, Jordan King's yeah. okay. entry. Um, so, yeah, we've got quite a bit. So, that's you know, that could bring you to 36 right there with one or two, fl you know, surprises out there could bring us to 38. We get yes, for sure. And that would be awesome because then we would actually have a bump day that means yes. something, which I'm you all in favor of. Yes. We uh, know Pato Award is gonna factor in somewhere he's got the money. Please somebody put the kid in the car. Um, one that can win, preferably. Okay, we've got probably a minute or so. I, I really wanted to do a better cars tour opener preview than this, but we ran along with the indie stuff. Real quickly, cars tour, Southern National Motorsports Park. Um, you've got Two divisions in action, super late models, NASCAR late models. $10,000 to win 10000 to win. If you want to watch the race and you can't be at the track, um, 3 o'clock on Saturday afternoon, Eastern Time, carstour.tv is where you can go find it. Um, we've got Adam Lemke teaming with Josh Berry, Adam's first race for junior motorsports. You've got all kinds of, this is going to be a huge field and it's going to be some great racing. So mm -hmm. we're going to have more coverage on next week's show because we're going to have boots on the ground there with Chris Murdoch. Um, and, uh, going to be fun to, to see what happens at, uh, the cars tour event. Take us out. All right, so uh, that brings us to the end of this show. We want to thank our partners with uh, Strutmasters, MyComputerCareer.edu, and HMS Motorsport. Remind you that we will be back here next Monday for another edition of the Stock Car Show. For Tom Baker, Randy Miller, Chris Murdoch, all behind the scenes. I'm Jacob Seelman. Keep it off the wall, and if you're headed to a racetrack, we might just see you there. Have a safe racing weekend. Good, Good night. You've been listening to the Stock Car Show on the Performance Motorsports Network. Stay tuned to Performance Motorsports Network for more race talk. For the latest motorsports news, visit racechaseronline.com. The Stock Car Show is a copyrighted production of the Performance Motorsports Network. www.performancemotorsportsnetwork.com. A member of the Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated and may not be rebroadcast, replicated, or saved in any media without the explicit written permission of PMN. Check out our Facebook page or our section on the PMN website. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, co-host, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect those of the management and ownership of either the Performance Motorsports Network or Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated, the advertisers, or the marketing partners. Be listening again next week when the Stock Car Show returns on Thursday night at 7 Eastern. Until then, stay tuned for more great motorsports programming on the Performance Motorsports Network.